Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. It is Tuesday, May 19th, episode number 214. DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar have been arrested, uh, given bond and released or something like that. There's a lot to that story. Warriors GM says that there was no joy with Kevin Durant. A South Korean football team apologizes for using sex dolls. We got uh, bird toilets and uh, just so much banter coming up. Wow, what a what a what an episode! What's going on? I don't remember that part of that song. That dun, 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 dun. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. We hope you had a fantastic Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're back with you today. I got Jake here. I had my Jake Sucks hat on uh, earlier today, Jake. I just switched it out because I had to record a cameo that expired in seven minutes. And then I, I switched mm-hmm. my hat because I didn't know if that would play for an 11-year-old kid. Anyway, how are you doing? Hello, James. Hello, 11-year-old kids on Cameo. Happy Tuesday. Uh, fighting the Tuesday monster pretty hard today. We're, we're having a bit of a gentleman's duel. Uh, it'll, it'll, we'll see who wins the war. I'm doing all right. As you see, I've got uh, my Jake Sucks shirt on. I've got a Talking Knicks shirt. Um, excited to wear this one. Um, and yeah, last week was Vinegar Week. I got my shirt shipped. Um, and when the shirts come in the packaging, they smell like vinegar. And I wore some of them. I wore a majority of them uh, and just went vinegar, Jake, because, I mean, Ugh. I don't know. My I, girlfriend hates me enough. So, uh, uh, and so yeah, I got everything washed over the weekend, so I'm I'm good to go. I'll be busting out uh, some of the goods this week, man. I know uh, I, I got a Cole 45 tank that I, I, put it, I put it on while it was vinegar, and it fit mm-hmm. pretty well. So nice. we'll see what if anything happened in the laundry, but yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, woke up at 4:30 a.m. Not good. Went for a run. Good. Wow. So, uh, me, me and Tuesday are having a, like I mentioned, a gentleman's battle. How how are you, Tim? Did you did you wear your mask while you ran? Um. So I was like 50-50. I mean, okay. when I really started running. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm, I'm on an open path. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, the mask is like starting to go in my mouth trying to breathe. So I was like, all right, you know, uh, we, we can go around the rules a little bit here. Um, so yeah, 50, 50. Nice. That's good. Uh, I was having a good morning, you know, I did my little morning show. I had fun. Um, I snapped on one guy and Mm. probably regret that already. Dude, I'm just sick of people telling me my company's going to fail as if they have any idea what's going on in the company. And sure. Not and then the people are like, "Oh, you're rattled. There must be truth to it." And I'm like, "No. Like it's just it's just weird that the public wants to just say those things. Like I know I need to ignore it. it just weirds me out. I fucking wish I could show you the behind the scenes of this company this week. It's been fantastic. <laughs> it's yeah. like the most exciting two-week stretch we've had ever. Uh but so I snapped on one guy in the morning show. But other than that, dude, the morning crowd is uh, is uh, delightful. And I, I've, re, I've rephrased my opening for that show, Jake. I think you'll like it. Okay. It's, uh, this is for me, not for you. But if you enjoy it, I like that too. Mm. It's good, right? It's poetry, man. Yeah, it's good. Like, I don't care if you don't like this. I'm doing this because I like, it's stuff I like to talk. I opened up with <laughs> Chinese coins. Copy. 
Yeah. It's okay. my It's for me. So anyway, I, I had a good morning. And then um, Katie came in and told me the Mark Marin news, uh, which just destroyed me for like, you know, 10 minutes. And I didn't know if I'd be able to come out of that uh, to do this show. Because I like, you know, being light and silly. But his girlfriend passed away from COVID and he saw it and she tested negative and he did a whole podcast. He's like crying and stuff. And I mean, uh, I mean, you know how we are like Katie came in and told me and then she immediately, Oh my God, I shouldn't have told you that I shouldn't have, because like, you know, that'll kill me. I'm not, it'll, it'll like really, really fuck me up. Like, um, you know, the pitcher last year, everyone wanted me to make a breakdown about the tribute. And I'm like, I can't, I don't deal with this stuff. Well, so that, that killed me for a little bit. And then I came out of it. Now I'm thinking about it again. So I've had a little fight myself. Um, it's brutal, man. And, uh, I mean, dude, the Starling Marte news from yesterday. I mean, it's it's a little different because, I mean, the COVID stuff is kind of the overarching thing over the country right now. But if you're not familiar, Starling Marte is really solid ball player. He got traded to the Diamondbacks uh, this winter. His wife broke her ankle, and then when they brought her in, she had a heart attack or something, and she died. So it's just like... And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, there's obviously crazy sadness to it. And if you want to go in that hole, I mean, get in that hole. I've been in that hole. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's understandable, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man, like after yesterday, you and I had a, had a busy recording day. Uh, I was kind of like fried cheese, just like mentally, just one of those, like the soul kind of leaves your eyes days. Like Jess was looking at me like, you're all right. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> The, the computer's turned off. Like, I, I got nothing kind of for you right now. And uh, and then, yeah, like, you hear news like that, and you're like, okay, well, here I am mentally exhausted because I recorded a couple podcasts and shows. And, I mean, you know, people are dealing with the worst days of their lives. So Did we record um, four watching baseballs yesterday? We went ham, man. Um, we went ham. We did uh, – I think we did four. A lot of one one sixty threes, um, and then Sunday we did stuff too. So it was uh, we're we're picking up the slack because Poppy's going on vacation, and now, um, you know everyone's checking their COVID protocols because we're going to be seeing Justice family. So we'll we'll see what that looks like, and it's I don't know. Everyone will be excited to be outside, but you got to be careful. And moms are going to try to hug, and it's like, well, this is this is a nightmare. Um, but It'll be a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do whatever you're going to do with your family. You know what I mean? My, I didn't, we didn't hug when I went to visit my parents. We didn't touch at all. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm going back down this weekend because Luke and uh, Gabby just arrived in New Jersey. So we can go play disc golf and hang out and all that stuff. So I think I'm going nice. down as well. We're going to look into Zipcar. How are you getting down there? Dude, my mom's scooping us. Scooping score. So it's Your mom's going down mom. as well? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So we're uh Oh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be um, you know, I mean just your classic rom-com family get together, a lot of drinks, a lot of a lot of get us out day early, but it'll also be a great time. So That's exciting. Um I saw pictures of my dog yesterday cuz Luke went to the the farm. Checked in. Luke saw the dog. Do you know which one? No, so we're getting I don't think we got the yeah, we didn't get to pick at the five-week mark or six-week or whatever you're at. Oh, yeah. Well, we picked two. There's only three left of the litter. Right. 
two boys and a girl, so we have both boys. Um, so the other ones were already picked. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. See, so when 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 we did it, I think there was four boys, four girls, and we had first pick of the boys, but we couldn't pick until pickup day. Yeah, maybe maybe the people like did what Luke did, like they went and saw all of the puppies, and then were like, hey, "We want this right. one," and you know. Um, they all have names already, which is kind of stupid. So, like, ours are Claire and something. Yeah. I mean, they kind of got to do something to identify them. I know when we got Noodle, they just did them by color. So, Noodle that's, was light blue. That's what I read people usually do, not like human names. Yeah. But whatever. Um, but, yeah, Luke went and held the dogs. And they're, they're really dark right now. I don't know if Wheaton's are, like, super dark. But they're Amish. Like, Luke was in Amish country. Like, you know, he had to help nice. move... He had to help move the wheel and buggy to park in the driveway. That's just a good time. Uh, this one is one of them right here. Okay. What's going on here? Okay, there's Luke. Puppy, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of black around the nose with uh with some dark features around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's um, two. So I think when we get the dogs, we're just going to put me on one side, me and Katie on one side, my mom and dad on the other. And if they naturally separate, that's the dogs. Ooh, love that. Because how else are you going to do it, you know? Well, dude, again, so picture me. I struggle making any decision in any facet of my life. And we're going to pick out one of the four golden doodle puppies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me you can't even choose a Jessica. drink. <laughs> me and my sweet Jessica is, uh, you know, her big smile and joy for life. And God, especially for golden doodles, <laughs> me not being able to make a decision. So <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I think was this pre JJR? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, But so, dude, so there's four male puppies. So one of them, like, didn't have, like, the golden doodle curls, kind of. Okay. And so we're wondering how we're going to eliminate these dogs anyway. So we're like, hey, sorry, straight hair doodle, but you got to go. So, so, like, we were stoked. We're like, all right, early on, we already eliminated one. We are good. Then we start playing with the final three, and, I mean, we kind of got nothing. Um, they're in puppy mode. No, I we're they're throwing up, pooping, having a good time. And then finally one kind of laid up on, on Jess's chest and gave her the eyes. And it was like, Hey, we get if I don't know what other sign we're going to look for yeah, besides yeah. a friendly puppy. So we, yeah. we made the play and it, uh, it he worked out. He, but didn't, yeah, man, he didn't let Jess know he was going to be a giant. Yeah. And maybe they did. I, I think Jess just straight up lied to me. I think it's kind of like that Jordan story about the guy who, said good game michael and he's like no that was a lie yeah i, well, I think jess is basically straight up like i lied to you i knew it was going to be a big dog so that well golden doodles are big dogs i've seen a bunch in my day and we like used to dog sit one and it's just big spastic dogs it's kind of what they're known for we saw we met one of his sisters from the litter like we did a puppy play date with it like a year and a half in and his si noodle sixty pounds. His sister was forty, so I think noodle is like the a noodle's the big a male, right? Winner. Right, but still, I think he's because Wheaton's uh, the you know the, it's supposed to be ten pounds. Oh, okay. Because Wheaton's are always the male, the females are anyway. And we also decided on a name, which Katie already told you, but BBD doesn't know. I don't think. Or real drum roll if you want it. I don't know if it's on the soundboard there. 
Ah, volumes on that. McDougal. <laughs> Start clapping. BBD, instant reaction. Three, two, one. It's fun. Good it's fun. You get nicknames. You can go Dukes or you can go Mac. And uh, MacDougal is a Scottish clan, and Wheatons are from that area. And Katie and I's one show we've watched together since we started dating is Outlander, and the the their the MacDougal uh, clan. So it fit a lot of boxes for me. It's not a common dog name. I didn't want that at all. It's something that ties to our couplehood, you know. You and, got easy, uh, easy things to yell at it. And yeah, easy nicknames. And uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, we I did not want a cookie cutter dog name at all or something that was like cutesy. And I wanted something personal. So her dad actually suggested. He was like, oh, it's a Wheaton Terrier. Why don't you just do a MacDougal? And we were like, sure. oh, uh, yeah. MacDougal. Katie can do it with a good Sc- Scottish accent. MacDougal. MacDougal. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. um... Did you I probably see... go Dukes a lot or Mac. And I read a lot of training books. I read like three websites. So I'm excited. Got to read, got to read the baby books. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, okay. So going back to the Luke video, did you see videos of both dogs? Yeah. But you can't tell them apart right now. I can show you. Okay. I was going to say, do you guys have a little bit of a lean from the video? Cause I know that's a tricky game. Um, if my parents do, like, I'm I'm fine with offering it because I don't think Katie nor I do. You know what I mean? Sure. I believe this is one. Luke's holding one, right? And okay. I showed you. And so that's the one Luke's holding. Showed you the video of that. Here's the one that Gabby's holding. I'll turn the volume down since I don't want, if Gabby doesn't want her voice out here. Ah, oh, Jimmy, you dumb shit. Hit the side mm. button by accident. Uh, this is the other one. So if you have a lean, let me mark, know. Mark that BBD. Okay, a little more nuzzle. Yeah, t- tough to say double video through the phone, mm-hmm. but okay, cool. Here's Luke helping move the horse and buggy because it's Amish land. Kind of funny, right? I mean, that's just a good time. Yeah, to get out of the driveway. Uh, what um, besides them being pilgrims, pilgrims, Amish, um, nailed it. <laughs> ah, same thing. What um, did Luke get weird breeder vibes? No, I mean, he said so. Like, Amish. I don't even want to talk about this because I'm going to get so many opinions that I don't want. You know, it's sure. kind of like when you mention wearing a mask and then people tell you or being safe and um. You know, you just want to see that the parents are there. So we got to meet the parents of right. the puppies and that it's a clean environment. Like we, we had a lot of people tell us you don't want dogs that spend their first couple weeks in a barn because then they will be barn animals and they are in a barn, but they're in like a playpen in a barn and Luke said it was clean and there's human interaction a lot. So what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. My mom started yeah. going into that web and she was like scaring herself. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I appreciate you doing the research mom, but like, you know, I think, you know, dogs are ours and we'll train them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No- Noodle was raised on a farm for eight weeks and now he's just a big city fucking rat. So, <laughs> um, 
That's the dog banter. I put the you but different. Do you want to talk you but different? Um, your call, because uh, there's a way that you don't get depicted in the best light if we do this segment. No, okay, so here's here's the thing. We <laughs> talked about this on John Boy and Jake Radio that I was going to do this. Yes. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. And when I told Luke what I was doing, you know, Katie just started cackling because she finds it hilarious. And Luke said, you're so lucky that your girlfriend sure. finds this stuff funny. And then I said, what? And then Katie said, it is funny. So if I have Katie's blessing, I don't always have Katie's blessing. I'm fine. Now, right. if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, cause you missed the other episode, I made a Twitter account called you, but different. And when people post pictures of themselves, I just slightly edit them and then respond with the different picture. Uh, and I've been doing it to people I know, I mean, but some of them might not know it's me doing it, but I've been doing it to people I right. know. And you know, it's a good time. Like, where is this one of, uh, of you, Jake, that I, or BBD, the one I did of you is kind of fun. That one, that one was really good. I sent it to my brother and he's like, <laughs> what the, fu- so, what the fuck know. is this? So there's BBD's Abby pick, right? Yeah. I could probably just bring this up on the computer and, uh, you know, you but different account just kind of trim, trimmed up the hair and put a frown on his face. So you but different. Yeah. It's, like, it's like picture hunt, you know? What's different about this picture? So I did it to a lot of people. I did it to Panic, and he didn't respond. Yeah. Like, Panic, you know, young baby face Panic, I gave, sure. I, I gave him a, <laughs> a full, full be- beard, right? Full beard. <laughs> good look. He looked good with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't respond at all. And then I, what I did was I did it to a I stranger. Didn't, you didn't respond either, BBD? I, I didn't get like a notification for it until like I went and saw it the first time. And then I'm, I followed the account. And now I think I'll get notified. I was following zero and being followed by zero. So you don't get notified. Those, those people don't get notifications, you know? Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I did it to a, a stranger for the first time. And it did not go well. Uh, no. He was like so freaked out, but all of his followers were responding to him like, dude, it's clearly like, that's what that account does. They're just making a joke. And he was like, yeah, I know, but it's still freaky. Right. Yeah. So Katie was like, maybe don't do it to strangers anymore. But then I also think strangers is fine. I think you just need an age. I didn't know that kid was 13. I mean, A, BBD marked down that sound clip as well. Um, <laughs> but B, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, it's... Uh, I, if I knew he was 13, I wouldn't have done it. Right, and that's fine. And again, I, I think end of the day, there's really no harm, no foul. Um, But, you know, kids are fragile. I mean, imagine you know, being a being a just-finished eighth grade or <laughs> freshman in high school and... You know, someone on the internet is posting a picture of your face altered. Yeah. Oh, I get it. When I when it's he was like that, you is... don't know. It, it can be off putting. Yeah. Um. Well, I won't even show it. He's thirteen. But uh, to be fair, that kid, that kid does not look like he's younger than eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was just like he a eight, nineteen. Age. You know, whatever year old. But uh, he didn't. He didn't like it. So, you know, I. I, I, I did open it up to like uh, a stranger at one point and it was cause I just searched selfie and I just, whatever picture came yeah. up, I was going to do. And it was like a, you know, a girl 
I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. You know what I think you need to do? I think you need to, in in classic John Boy fashion, is reach out to the furthest of your, not the furthest of your tentacles, but, you know, the the people on Yankees Twitter that we interact with and have, have helped build this, that, you know, we don't have a formal relationship, but like the hoodie crew. Um, cause you know, they're going to eat it up. You know, oh, I'll do hoodie. It. I'll do, I'll do hoodie labor. I also, I did Eric. And then, yeah. So, and then, yeah. and then from there it kind of becomes a thing and people can either start tagging people or if you hunt it out and then you have a body of work behind it that shows this is all you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, not just freak out 13 year old boys on the, I internet. also, I also reached out to Evan of Evan and co. Sure. And he said, I think that kid's just overreacting. I don't think many people are going to react like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the 13-year-old genre as well as I'd like. Mark that down, BBD. Mark that down, David. You said, I don't, as well as I'd like, which is a tough one. <laughs> I just wish I could relate better to them, you know? It's, no, we already have the clip. Um, anyway. I'm fine with that clip. It's, uh, say, it again. say it again. More clear. I wish I could relate better. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. Not what you said. Not what you said. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, what I did over the weekend. It was really nice out this weekend. It was hot one day. Uh, We just bought. We just bought an air conditioner yesterday. I told Katie. I said, if we don't buy an air conditioner on Monday, yesterday when we when when we went to sleep on Sunday, I said, if we don't buy an air conditioner tomorrow, it's a failure of a day. So we bought an air conditioner. Nice. It's too hot. I've been sleeping with no blankets. Love a good ultimatum. Yeah. So we got one. All right. Let's go to the sports. We got some sports news. Last dance. Last dance. Last dance wrapped up over the weekend and. Great documentary. A lot of people's sanity slash sports fix was filled through that. Uh, good stuff with the Jazz and MJ wrapping it up. Uh, and I was going to say fun news. DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar arrested for, you know, guns, partying, the huge the good times. Uh, Knicks came up today, and I've got my Knicks shirt on. Adam Schefter just kind of shat on them for no reason. And it was like, hey, come on, man. Be cool about it for once. Bartolo Colon, big sexy, still wants to throw the old pineapple, preferably with the Mets. Why not, babe, if we play baseball? Uh, sports kind of came back over the weekend. That was fun. There's a the golf thing, the Bundesliga. The Warriors said there wasn't joy in the 2018 title. Durant counters say they look happy as fuck in the pictures. And a guy named Joke wins the Madden tournament. Only using running plays. Wow, the sports. Uh, let's just do last dance right away. Um, I enjoyed the doc. I wish they omitted the pizza story because I think that kind of is the one thing that kind of now... If the pizza story wasn't in there, I think that the the whole, like, okay, so people are saying it's very biased and in Jordan's voice, and obviously he produced it. 
I think the pizza doc puts it over the edge where now you're like, okay, wait, what else? Because uh, it's like clearly a fabrication and a dumb story. So now it's, it opens the door to like, wait, let's rewatch this and see what else is probably bullshit. Uh, so that's my only complaint is the, the pizza narrative. Uh, the rest of the doc I, I loved. I thought it was fantastic. BBD, I'll, I'll kick it to you because I know you you had some firm takes on this too. Where, where are you at with uh, the pizza game? I, th- I think that's more or less exactly what I'd say on the pizza situation. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't believe, I believe exactly 0% of the pizza story. Oh, if you believe the pizza um, story, you're I got a bag of rocks to sell you. <laughs> I mean, you, just, you oh, can't here. tell Give me. Give me them rocks, baby. Give me them rocks. <clears throat> Michael Jordan. The most famous person on earth the night before a finals game had his like two or three closest confidants around him with five people delivering a pizza. And they said they had a bad feeling about it ahead of time. And then they let him eat the whole pizza by himself. And they and gave, they like pizza give you food poisoning. And they gave the name, like when they called all the pizza places, like this is for Michael Jordan. <laughs> what? That's the exact <laughs> fucking opposite of what celebrities of his elk, what there isn't really, would do. <laughs> like, you would never do that. Um, yeah, it just kind of nothing adds up. My, and my other what do takeaway... We, what do we got? Hungover. My, my other thing is, like, he it's a hungover game. Yeah. And I don't know why he wouldn't just admit that, because that's the thing that, like, would have made him look bad and people think of him differently, even though everyone knew that. Yeah. So it would have been the perfect thing to, like... He said he would look bad, and like you only care if you're a loser because like he played well, and and whatever. It's part of the cool story. And, and the other he thing is, good. if he thinks someone spiked his pizza, this is the most revengeful, spiteful dude in the world. We would know that the like uh, a a supermarket in Illinois said like this is one of the best steaks, and they put the number twenty three in the steak on a promotion, and Jordan and his camp sued the fuck out of him for using him. If uh, five guys poisoned a pizza before the night of the finals in Utah uh, against Utah, like that would be a vengeance, a story, a hunt, a path. (laughs) There's just like, there's it, like BBD said, 0.0 of that story makes sense. I'm in on it. Uh, People of Salt Lake are nasty. Uh, They're as nasty as a fan base gets. And I mean, if a pizza gets delivered to the hotel that the Bulls are staying at, and you know the Bulls might have been the only people staying there, again, I mean, picture picture jump in the '90s. I mean, this is before social media and stuff like this, and you've got a couple bums at the only the only Salt Lake pizza place that's open at that time of night, and you got some of these vengeful people that are like, "Hey, if this is going to the Bulls, let's put some nasty stank in there." fuck it up we could win for our utah jazz and the jazz are known as the nastiest fan base in the nba and uh, i don't know i just like what you're saying if it was a hangover um i mean a why would the hangover be so gnarly after they just lost the playoff game and like, why wouldn't Michael Jordan have these other flu games where he could barely walk? Like, I, I get like the hangover doesn't make sense to me either. So I I can see where you're finding flaws in the in the food poisoning story. Hey man, I, I've had some nasty food poisoning, and when you say pizza Salt Lake, I can get there pretty easily. 
Um, I, I don't know. I just it, give give me the other story that adds up because I mean the the hangover thing. I, I put that at the same level as the pizza story. If you want to yeah. believe either of them. Well, yeah, it's a guy that went to Atlantic City, you know, before a big game back in '92 or '93 or whatever it was. Like you know, dude, definitely he had three cigars a day. So it's something about not taking care of his body on his own terms makes more sense to me than five guys knowing they're delivering a pizza and poisoning a pizza. And if five dudes poisoned a pizza, five dudes don't show up to the door. <laughs> Cause like what? It's it just 0.0. It makes zero sense. Like what in a pizza could go bad? They would have to have spiked it, which is a criminal offense, which Jordan and his crew would have went after. You know, so it, it's a place in Salt Lake, man. You're digging up old cheese. You got old dough. You got cheese that's been out. Very hard for old cheese and old. Dumpster. It has to be like bad meat usually. Like, you know, um, but yeah, I just, there's 0% that I buy of that story. Uh, and then uh, that's the only thing. The rest of the doc, I think, is amazing. And also like the five security oh. guards to be like, this pizza looks bad. Let's just watch Jordan eat all of it. <laughs> Come on. The story going hey. around is that Jordan wasn't letting them have any, which is fine, but like, so don't let him eat an entire pizza. Even if he didn't have a bad feeling, it's the night before the finals. He probably shouldn't have an entire. Pie. I mean, try telling a hungry MJ I guess. not to eat the entire pizza. I mean, he, no, and he's an athlete. That the pizza's gone. Yeah. And he's an athlete that works out a bunch. So like eating a full pizza isn't that's plausible. But uh, just everything else is, is kind of like silly. I mean, the five delivery guys, I mean, that's kind of one of the key parts of the story. And if you can believe MJ Mania and the fact that the Bulls are staying at the one hotel, I mean, I, I, I think it's easier to put together than, than you think. I think putting a zero on, it's a mistake. Yeah, zero. Zero belief in that story. But anyway, the rest of the doc was fantastic. I thought it was really well done. I didn't know Great. the I didn't know the Kerr father and MJ father connection. Um. Kerr's joke at the podium was really good. Kerr, type five. Type yeah. five on the mic, man. Yeah. Then, uh, I mean, we'll probably not get, like, an inside look like that. Like, some of the, in, like, sneaking Rodman away, and, like, he calls the camera crew and it's like, this is what we're going to do because I know you want to film it, but we don't want the other yeah. media to film it. Like, that inside access is uh, incredible. Yeah, and the, the self-awareness for them at the time is is brilliant, and it's awesome that they waited this long to get it out. And again, it, I mean, it's the characters involved. I mean, you know, uh, the Rodman stuff. I know BBD and, and some of the Talking Knicks crew have been having some good laughs because uh, Simmons and Rosillo, you know, a couple of my basketball guys, uh, they both kind of had the take that Rodman was boring. Um and what they were trying to say is that, you know, if you have a conversation with Dennis Rodman has never been like, whoa, but like you could say that about so many athletes, everything else Rodman did is nuts. I mean, the fact that he left an NBA finals to go to a WWE event um, and then he's like sneaking out from the media and the fact that Phil Jackson could wrangle up that whole horse and pony show. I mean, that's. That's insane. It's crazy. But people were saying, like, imagine what a headline that would be now. But it was a headline then, too. Like, they showed every news outlet yes. and 300 media trying to track him down. So, like, you know, there's some things like him drinking a beer and getting on a motorcycle. I don't know if that yeah. got nearly as much attention as it would now. But 
the WWE thing definitely got attention then. Like, it definitely was a big what the fuck. It got attention then. I think the thing that's funny is if you do, okay, so let's do these things in 2020. Like, you know, someone's going to see, you know, Rodman at the airport or someone's going to see Rodman doing something along the way that it's like, wait, why is Dennis Rodman in Michigan right now? <laughs> and I, I think that the tracking of it would be pretty wild. But yeah, that that seems pretty kind of underrated because obviously there's so many good scenes. But I mean, the reporters like sprinting up the stairwell to try to catch Rodman as he <laughs> jumps in his ride. Uh, crazy. What's a shitty, shitty job, those guys. It's a weird life. Yeah. To be sprinting with it's a camera. It's an odd life. Make content in your and a hey, different I know, way. We normally don't give them a ton of love. ESPN rushed it up. Um, it was beautiful. Like it was, <laughs> it helped. Like it, it helped people. And then they, I saw they interviewed the director guy and SVP asked him because, like you said, I think they had the first, uh, they had the first four done or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they edited along the way. And so they asked them. They were like, "Hey, so you know, did you guys miss anything that you you wanted to?" He's like, "No, I mean, we had the whole storyline mapped out, yeah, and everything we wanted to get on there. So, um, that's uh, that's it. And she's a uh, she's a beaut. It's a good one. Let's uh move on to the <clears throat> saying on basketball. The uh, Warriors GM Bob Myers said that." It wasn't joy when Warriors won in 2018 title. Kevin Durant snapped back. What he's saying is perfectly fine. He's just being honest. He's just saying the pressure of the world was on us to win that title. So unlike the first one where it was the whole entire journey was just joy and I can't believe we're doing this and let's shock the world and let's have fun. Obviously, in 2018, when you get Durant, and now it's like, if we don't win, we're failures. There's no second level. It's more relief than joy right away. And I think that's totally fair and like normal human reaction. It was probably more relief for the GM after getting Durant to win than not win. Uh, There's still probably joy surrounding it. So maybe he should have said it. It was more relief than joy, but and then Durant to snap back. Like Durant's always going to snap back, and I'm kind of okay with that too. But I think this is being just misconstrued, just for misconstruing sake. It's a totally fine quote. Yeah, and I was going to say maybe this is Corona news, but at the same time, if this happened outside of Corona, this headline would still be on there. And and you're right. I mean, joy is the key word. When you think joy, you think like you know, pure, unadulterated joy and just like feeling it. And obviously this team didn't have it because they were already like a dynasty and added Kevin Durant. So joy is the key word there. And then people aren't going to care about that because you can also put joy in a bucket with just like happiness. And, mm-hmm. you know, we we won the title. And yeah, that's exactly what Durant's saying. And hey, looping it back to uh, the last dance there. I mean, they showed when they won that last title. I mean, you know, everyone played nice for a little bit. <laughs> Kraus. Phil, like when, when they won the title, everyone had a good time because that was their goal. And same with Golden State. But yeah, yeah. It, and, and it he makes didn't, for a better headline than story. And he didn't say the whole team didn't feel joy. He said like him personally, the GM, he went and got Kevin Durant. If they didn't win, he'd, he'd get a lot of shit for that. So like yeah. in the, in coming in, you know, the previous year, like, you know, coming in second place, there's still a contingent that said, well, it was a great ride. But when you win and then you add KD, it's win the championship or bust. 
So there's a, it's definitely like relief plays a huge mix. So I, I, I think this is being just the media and people are doing what they do with stories. It's a fine quote. It's a fine response from KD. I don't care. That's my yeah, and, the, and the other important thing, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he is saying that it wasn't a joy, that second title with KD. The first one was still fun when they won 73 games, then added Kevin Durant. That first year was fun. The first year they had, okay, it. and they were like kind of telling everybody in the world to go fuck themselves. Uh, the second year, when it was like, all right, well, you have you literally just have to win. Um, that's yeah. the year that's not fun. Still adds up. Uh, all right, I have a lot of questions for you on this story, Jake. The guy won a Madden tournament only with running plays. I mean, you're my Madden guy. Is yeah. this uh, is this impressive? Where's the balance between impressive and annoying? So that's, that is the interesting question, Jim. And I mean, that's, that's kind of the secret. That's the, the dark secret to Madden. If you play Madden, like real kind of football, like you'll do well. Like, if like you, you, you're <laughs> really good at running the ball. Yeah. I, I'm really good at running the ball. And then you set up a play action pass and like a, an ideal Madden game for me, my stats are going to be like 200 yards rushing eight for 10 passing with, like three deep touchdowns. Like that's, that's the Jake Madden formula. This is interesting, Jim, because there, there is some strategy, which I like. So apparently they had like a budget and a salary cap, which is kind of fun. So you could kind of build your own team, however you wanted to. And so I, (laughs) so this guy who goes by joke, which I think does make it a little more fun. um, He, uh, he didn't even have a quarterback. He had a punter playing quarterback and I, I think what BBD said was that, you know, punters, a punter's minimum salary is less than a QB's minimum salary. So, you know, he spent that money everywhere else, which, hey, again, if you're the GM and you're spending every dollar and you have your game plan and you're going to run the ball every play, I guess I get it. Um, you know, I'd like to think he could have made the cap work where at least you have like, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, just in case there might have been a pass down the road. But uh, no, I, I mean, I, I kind of love it. I, the, the games must have been pretty brutal to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of hilarious, right? He, he probably got the best, the best run blocking offensive line and tight ends. And, you know, the best blocking fullback and the best power running back. And he just probably went up the gut every play, had like three plays, uh, played the played the numbers. And I guess his defense is really too. So I'll give Joke his credit where credit is due. Um, but, yeah, he spent all his money on like the best defensive players. I love his it. offense. And he made it work. I yeah. love I love the whole thing. And, and I just read the ESPN article and it gets really sad. Um, at the end because he broke into tears because he dedicated it to Taylor spot me Robertson, who was killed in the 2018 uh, mass shooting at the Madden tournament. So that's sad and respectful and all that. But Tress way was the punter that he used as quarterback. Now does Tress way take this to the Redskins and say, huh? Oh, Absolutely. If if you're Tress Way and the Redskins are reporting this year, I mean you walk in with the belt. Yeah. I mean, he is a winning I, I am quarterback. The champ. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I, I like that it worked. 
Now, do you think this ruins the yeah. integrity of Madden moving forward? Like if now the next year or the next big tournament, like three guys try to do this and now everyone's drafting uh, punters as their quarterback. Well, I think that's what's interesting here to me is because I, I'm not as deep. I haven't owned a Madden game in, in a few years. But again, like my my formula just works. <laughs> the running the ball and getting guys in space. It's, it's a tale as old as time. Second, Beauty is the Beast reference in a couple days. Um, same reference yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, the same one. I'm, I'm going to keep that rolling all week. Um, maybe I'll get some Lumaire going. Huge Lumaire guy. Everyone knows that. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I I mean it's it's tough. And I oh, what I was saying is joke. Like you you click through that article. Like apparently he's known in the Madden community. Like he's been playing for years. So I'm assuming this has kind of been his thing. And it's it's tough for other people to replicate. Um, but yeah, it's copycat leak. So we'll we'll see what comes from it. All right, <clears throat> I like that story. It's a good one. The rest of the sports. Is, I think. Uh, I think what I, I think they aired those games on ESPN, and I think that might be the funny part. <laughs> oh man, that sucks! This guy just runs the ball. Like, you know, whatever whatever producer got thrown into that was like, "Come on, give us one pass, <laughs> give us a play action deep." Oh uh, yeah, that blows. Um, uh, there's something about the Knicks on here, but I mean, I can let you and BBD do a couple minutes on it, but I I don't think the general public cares about Dude, the Knicks. It, uh, well, it kind of is a general public Knicks story. Schefter just tweeted out this morning, completely unprovoked, and said, like, ah, the NBA lottery would have been today. Would have been great to watch the Knicks lose that. And it's like, okay. So we're just, like, we're not, this isn't reporting. Yeah, just, just a layup joke. Just a Tuesday morning shit on the Knicks. Cool, Shefty. Appreciate you. Yeah. Greg in our group chat said, well, Oh, the Knicks actually have a 91% chance of losing the lottery and no team yeah. has more than a 25% chance of winning it. Only one team wins it every year. It happens to never be the Knicks. And this is the one year the Knicks probably don't want to win it. So, cause the draft class getting a little deeper than we need to, but I, it's, it's just like, come on. There's no reason yeah. for it. There are but, people saying Schefter is like a Knicks fan and he was making like a self-deprecating joke. But then I saw someone saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a self-hating Knicks fan and like all of us, but he's like the Eeyore of that. And Shefty's no, on my list. Fun. He's, I know the only team that I know he's affiliated with is Michigan. Cause he's a Michigan man. So like if Michigan gets a recruiting violation, I'll be, I will be sending it at you. I mean, that's the same thing as just being like, yeah, the, Oh, they're going to have no fans in attendance. Uh, it won't be any different for the Rays. I mean, you guys don't get offended or think that's mean, right? It's the same thing. It's just a no, stupid but joke. It, but, but like that's a Corona joke. Um, That's like, you know, like you're saying that's easy, but at least there's some relevance to it. Like it, I, the lottery thing in the Knicks, it was just, come on. Like it, it could have been a throw in at the end. It was like his, it was his whole thing. It was, it, it was tough. I think it's just a throwaway joke. Hey, I haven't tweeted in a while. Oh, well, I mean, he's a he's a guy. These guys pride themselves on not being those people. That's that's kind of the part. Mm. Shefty's been like better though. He credits the PMT dog a lot. Like that's fun. <laughs> Dog's broken some stories. Uh, Bartolo Colon wants one more season. That's awesome because they're going to expand to like you know thirty man rosters with twenty man taxi squad, and everyone wants proven veteran arms, and it's a shorter season. So, sure. 
awesome. I like that. But then he says, preferably with the Mets. And that puts the Mets in a real weird spot. They got a lot of pitchers, the Mets. They got DeGrom, Stroman. Uh, what they have. Purcello, Mats, Waka. They got Giselman. Like, they got Seth Lugo. Like, they got a lot of arms. So, I'm all for Bartolo, Bartolo coming back. But go somewhere where, like, you can crack the f- top five or six. Yeah, ideally. And, and you wonder what that looks like. I mean, hey, if... Uh, and no team would plan on having him in their top five. You'd have to have injuries anyways. Um, so, hey, if he wants to sit in the Mets bullpen and clean up the slop, and if enough guy gets hurt, get some starts, sure. But, I mean, he's <laughs> it's it's going to be very much joke Bartolo, which kind of sucks because he can still throw a couple good innings for you. I mean, <clears throat> that's what he started <laughs> like way back in the day when everyone, the very first time he, they thought Bartolo was done, and then he came back in what, 2010 with the Yankees? And they started as a, wow. you know, long relief. Like they got him for long relief. Was it 2010? Yeah. 2011. And like, you know, we're so far away from that, but that's when people thought he might be done. And the Yankees were like, yeah, you can be long relief. You crack the rotation. That's cool. He cracks the rotation and then turns that into another like oh, seven more good years of baseball. <laughs> Threw, he threw 146 <clears throat> innings in 2018. <laughs> Let's see. 2011, <clears throat> 2011 with the Yankees. How many games did he not start? So he his first three games, he came out <clears throat> in relief. And then, and then he started on April 20th and just was like really good. I wanted them to re-sign him instead of Freddie Garcia when they did that. But He finished six in the Cy Young in 2013 at age 40. Yeah. Throwing throwing one and a half pitches. Oh, yeah. You want my fastball or my slower fastball? Because I'll give them to you. Bring them in, the Mets. Come on. Come on, Brody. Someone... I don't know how many, like, MLB-ready prospects they've got. So they're, like, two injuries away from, like, actually needing them if they don't have, like, a young guy who can step into the rotation. This is the team that keeps Tebow in AAA. Like, bring on Bart. Yeah. So then Hughes got hurt in 2011. Oh, dude, this is interesting. Uh, I went to baseball reference to see his game log, and the first game, opening day for the Yankees in 2011, home plate umpire? Dale Scott. Dale Scott, friend. Going to be on uh, Friday's episode of Talking Baseball. We might get him on JJR. That guy's got it. Yeah, he's awesome. Let's go to half. All right. Did I miss? Did I miss anything? What you're you good. Uh, there's the there's the DeAndre Baker, Quentin Dunbar gun thing. If, if oh, you really yeah. want stuff, go go look. Go at listen. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to Talking Giants if you want that. Because I'm not even going to try to cover it. He's he's been all over it. Cracking me up. He was funny, man. He 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 was he was funny with all that. We we did some on talking sports with it too. And I mean, he uh, he's <laughs> somewhere between having a blast and in too deep with it. But uh, that's kind it's of a beautiful the place Skinner to be. Story. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful place to be. Uh, are we doing states, BBD? What state? Yeah. Before <clears throat> before I get there, I'm noticing 
just like a three game stretch for Cologne with the Yanks. He had eight shutout innings, May 18th of 2011. Then he had six earned runs and six innings and then had a complete game shutout the next game. It's just, I don't remember him having games that good. And then also having a terrible one in the mix there. So it just made me laugh. He was good, man. Like he was really good that year. And maybe he, he fell off at year. some point. Like his ERA ends at four, but that's not indicative of how good he was. It looks like the last three starts of the year weren't great. Yeah. That, that put him over. But uh, I do have a state for us. Okay. We're doing states now. We forgot um, to rank our days. Is... Yeah, I didn't make the data sheet anyway for that. So at some point. Uh, but this today's state will be Florida. We had a fun half. A lot of different kinds of stuff going on. And we uh, accidentally harassed a 13-year-old. So Florida. Oh, okay. Adds yeah. up. That's good. Um, Jake, quick, quick day ranking yesterday. Like we said, we recorded a ton yesterday. You're right. Just stretching, staying loose. Uh, we recorded a ton yesterday. We had a, a fun big meeting. There's a lot going in the works. Katie and I went for a walk. We went 20 steps and then, uh, we had to turn back. Um, I'm going to give my, it's hard. It's hard. I don't want to set the bar high. I'm going to go a, a, a good uh, six. I'm going to go a seven, seven, seven. Yeah. I don't you know. Is, to... cor- is it Corona rankings different than normal rankings? Yeah. And I, I wonder, I mean, does the schedule, uh, I feel like we almost need like a ratings expanded thing. Like pr- productivity yesterday was pretty high. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we kind of brought the noise yesterday emotionally got pretty drained. And then I kind of had a buzzer beater moment. We, um, we got a table delivered last week. Um, and I went into dad mode to put it together and I was doing it and I was like, crap. I, I kind of hit this point where I was like, Oh, like I'm in trouble. They sent the wrong part. Oh, so, so I felt really good that I couldn't put it together after that. Yeah. So then we we got the replacement in yesterday. And again, I was gas mode. Like I, I just like eyes at the ceiling for about 45 minutes. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this day by putting that table together. Went for it. Couldn't get past the first step back in the box. So all in all yesterday, I mean, uh, five, eight, my height. You wish. Boot season, maybe. Whoa. Whoa. Um, okay. Yeah, predict productivity and days and go hand in hand for me, I found. Like if I have a lazy day, we don't do anything. Some correlation. Yeah. So five eight and seven one. And I think these will be corona days. Corona days. If they're corona days, then bump mine to a seven five. Wow. Yeah. It's very tough to be the first day. All right, let's uh, let's go to the news. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. 
South Korean football team apologizes for using sex dolls to fill the stands. A man tried to... Ooh, no. Power workers in China build toilets for rare birds. A neighborhood in Florida taken over by loud, chaotic peacocks. A man wears a watermelon on his head as a mask while robbing a gas station. And he gets caught. Raging house party ends when man shoots himself in the groin. <laughs> that's, a good, uh, that's a good ending. I read the news today, oh boy. So I found Tuesday shows because we have so much banter. So much damn banter from the four days off. Mm. And then the sports, we're already coming up on an hour. So I don't know if we want to do all of these or just one. We, we put the bird baths in the headlines. So maybe I feel a little obligated to do that. We can save some for tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, maybe, maybe bird baths and uh, the South Korean football team because that's kind of sports there. All right. Uh, power workers in eastern Chinese province of Jingzhou have been installing toilets for oriental storks nesting on transmission towers. The rare bird droppings contain acidic materials that can potentially endanger the structure, leading to electrical accidents. If they fall on insulators, the feces could cause the circuit breaker to trip, basically cutting off the power flow. The toilets are boards placed under each nest to catch the stork's shit. Oh, that's kind of just like cool then, right? Yeah, I mean, what what this is is kind of genius and and should be more of a study on how to get people to learn because you put the word toilets in there for animals. And we're like, yeah, let me, let me find out about this bird toilet. And then you hear the facts and you're like, okay, that's pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that these birds shit out like danger. Yeah. Some powerful shit. Here's a little cool cool for the birds. A little video of it. Um, Okay. Okay. Got a bird flying over some empty fields. And they nest on top of these big towers. And so they're just like, the birds make their nests and these guys got to go up there. Okay. Whoa. They're climbing the tower. I'd be scared. I'd be scared. Yeah. I'm not a medium heights guy. Like if I'm on a plane or something, I'm not scared. But if I was doing what these guys are doing, I'd be having a bad time. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that's medium height. Those towers were fucking high. I'm not a big. Um. All right. I mean, that's badass. Go humans. Cool. Saving, letting the birds live. You know, in a lesser time, maybe people just kill those birds. Co-inhabitate. Oh my god! Absolutely. If yeah. this story is before 1960, the birds are dead. Uh, this South Korean team is apologizing for using sex dolls to make as like their fake fans in the stands, you know? And, and I'm kind of like, I don't think they need to apologize for this. They put clothes on them and masks over the mouth. So if you were to just see these, these mannequins, you wouldn't be like, oh, these were designed so humans can fuck them because they're lonely. You know what I mean? Right. It just looks like fucking mannequins. Like, who's the person, whoever saw the picture that I just showed you, right? Whoever saw, whoever saw that, Jake, and said, I can't believe they're using those. That's the sex man. That's the sex mannequin guy. Otherwise, you wouldn't know. You have to be very intimate with your sex mannequin 
if you see one fully closed with a mask on and you still can identify them just by their eyes. Yeah, there's some moving parts here because, I mean, the Internet's always going to win. The Internet's going to find out if you're putting sex mannequins in your stands. Um, but I guess the this team, like, they called the producer of them and they were like, hey, these aren't sex mannequins, right? And they said no. And then they still got sex mannequins. So I, I don't know. I mean, this it would be a good study on processes and how this all went down that they got them in the stands. Um, for me, it's tough. And I, I think it's always loop it back to your sports teams. Um, you know, if the Yankees do this, um, you know, uh, it, the Yankees wouldn't do this. We're the Yankees. We don't put sex mannequins in the chairs. If the Knicks did it, uh, Schefter would already have the tweet out. Yeah. I, there's a quote here that says there must've been a countless number of people involved in getting that approved shipped, dressed and seated. In that process, no one thought to question the visuals of these mannequins. And, like, they dressed them and clothed them and hid anything sexual about them just to fill stands. I don't see what the problem is here at all. I think, think, you know, cancel culture has found a way to South Korean football team, and uh, they're getting railroaded. They did everything right. People get freaked out by the porno stuff, man. That's why you need to get in there and do one. If they had like, you know, if you could tell, like if they didn't have the mask over their mouths or they had like, you know, the fake tits and all that, whatever it is, that would be very creepy. Like I'd be complete, but they went to, they went through good like lengths. You can't even try it creepy. It just like, yeah, like, oh my God. But they went through yeah, good lengths. The they didn't dress, advantage. even if they dressed them like skimpy, like in like crop tots, crop tops and like bathing suit tops, that would be still, I would be very much on the, the other side of it, but they put them in jumpsuits and masks. And I, I think that's the final conversation. And we're talking about the processes here. At some point they received all of the sex mannequins and they s- realized they were sex mannequins. And there was either a Caesar thumb, thumbs up, thumbs down. Are we rolling with the sex mannequins? And they said, yes. Um, yeah. We'll just I, make I sure that general society they can't see. I mean, what they should have done is they should have put the team logo on them and sold them on the website. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to fuck a Yankee? Mm. Well, this is an Aaron Judge-sized sex doll. You can see him in right field during the Corona games. (laughs) Aaron Judge lady sex doll. Uh, uh, All right. Um, What do, 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 do. Bed of the day, it's the bed of the day. Bed of the day, bed of the day. Bed of the day, it's the bet of the day. Bet of the day. Last uh, episode, I don't, I don't know if Jake made a bet. There are some sports going on now. We do have golf in play. We do have uh, soccer. We do have some other things. So, Jake, are you going to make a bet? Did we make a bet last Thursday? What's the what's the status of bet of the day? I'm gonna start writing these down on the notes because I can't. I, I need want to remember. It's tough to say. I have no idea um, if we placed a bet on Thursday. Um, I, I believe you placed another bet on ninjas in pajamas to win. Oh, a follow up on on ninjas in pajamas. Um, I believe this matchup was against Team Vitality, and you picked the ninjas. 
Yeah, of course he's gonna yeah. pick the ninjas. Yeah, they were hot. We were ri we're riding the ninjas for a while. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Um, May twenty fourth. Uh, it looks like Vitality won. Fuck. Um, so I mean, take take that for what it's worth. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, let's let's see if I can get a real Bundesliga game. It looks like they don't play to this weekend. Uh, it's brutal, man. We're either betting not real sports or, or sports. I mean, um, I'm over betting the not real sports. I think the joke of it has worn down. Yeah. And I'm sick of trying to find out who won or lost. If there's real sports I didn't bet, even want it to be a joke. That's yeah. the problem. If there's real sports, um, let's bet them. Otherwise, we just play the outro music. Yeah, I mean, the games aren't till this weekend. So, I mean, I'll just start lining up the cheddar for people. Um you know what? I, I've got a nice little uh, over in the in the Bayer Leverkusen game, um, and this game's on the twenty third. But I'll, I'll I'll lay out my. It'll be Bundesliga week. Problem solved. Boom. Real sports. Uh, so yeah, the over in the Bayer Leverkusen um, Barusa Mönchengladbach game. Uh, I just think defenses aren't going to be as tight um, coming off of the Corona break. You know, defense kind of has to move together and mm -hmm. be organized. Cohesive. While, you know, on on offense, you just need kind of that wound strike. So I'm taking the over in the Bayer Leverkusen Borussia Mönchengladbach game. Okay. Over in the Bayer Levin Karushin versus who? Uh, I mean, if we're getting tripped up on Leverkusen, we're, we're not getting the other one. I'll try to, I'll, I'll send a, I'll put a link in the sheet. Okay. I mean, I just wrote Bear Levin Karushin. But I don't know if that's two teams or one team. So it's Bayer Leverkusen and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach. All right, I spelled it all perfectly in the sheet. We'll remember that forever. You're taking the over because defenses aren't going to be as cohesive. They're not going to charge. Yep. And uh, you know what, uh, Jake? You know what? Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I like your thought process there. I appreciate it. The defenses will be brutal. The goalies, you know. Guys don't want to touch. Yeah. Wow. Great, great call. That's the end of the show. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, I think we're coming up on 200 reviews on the iTunes podcast app. So if you listen on the iTunes podcast app, leave a review. That would be appreciated. Uh, and if not, just uh, leave a comment on YouTube and say, nice shirt, Jake. Goodbye. <laughs>